0: Welcome to the Growing Hope podcast. Growing Hope is a charity providing free therapy for children and young people with additional needs, in partnership with local churches across the UK. Growing Hope aims to grow hope for children, hope for families, and hope in Jesus. This podcast provides short and easy to listen to, practical tips for parents and carers Supporting children and young people with additional needs. It's hosted by Dr Naomi Graham, Children's Occupational Therapist and Founder and CEO of Growing Hope. Hello, I'm Naomi. Throughout these podcasts we've been thinking about practical aspects of everyday life which your child may be having difficulty with. Dressing is something that occupational therapists have to think about a lot. And I remember being on placement as an OT student, having to assess lots of washing and dressing before people could leave hospital. It's a pretty complex task. Dressing, you know, may seem simple. It's something that most of us do by ourselves every day, but actually involves your balance, your attention, your organisation, your dexterity, your motor planning and your coordination. It's not as easy as it seems. I thought we'd take a little bit of a different track this morning and see if we can answer some questions about dressing and then hopefully this will give you some strategies to help and support your children. So the first question that I often get asked is how do I start helping my child to learn to dress? Well one of the First things that is really important is having an order and a structure to dressing. So making sure that you're always putting your child's clothes on in the same order each day. If you can, laying the clothes out so that your child can see which ones you're putting on and at which point. Getting your child to assist you. Lots of parents and children d- just do this automatically, so it might not come as a surprise. But, you know, asking your child to lift up their hands above their head to help you pull their top off or um to offer out their feet as you put on their socks, that kind of thing. One of the things that's particularly helpful and that I often talk about in reports is backward chaining. So backward chaining basically means you look at the steps of a task and you take them backwards. So if I was helping a child to put on their top, I might start by putting the top over their head and then I might see if a child can put their arms in by themselves. So I'm starting the task off and then seeing if the child can finish it. But one of the things about that question, how do I start helping my child learn to dress, is that often undressing is actually easier. So helping your child to learn to undress first is a really good thing to start with. One of the things that I often talk to parents about is thinking about your child's thumb. So practicing games like thumbs up or doing a thumb high five can be really helpful because it helps the child to learn to move their thumb differently to their fingers you need to be able to do that to help with dressing so to be able to pull down your trousers or to pull up your socks or to grasp hold of your t-shirt you need to be able to use your thumb to help you move those bits of clothing. With trousers again you can use things like backward chaining so if a child starts if you pull the trousers down for a child you could see if they could get it off their foot or if you pull their top off so that it's still just over one arm, you could see if they could take it off their hand. One of the things that I find really, really helpful, particularly with helping children take off their t-shirts and jumpers, is putting my hands on the child's hips. So I don't know about you, but I've seen many uh, PE Sessions where children have tried to get changed for PE, and you see them kind of walking around the classroom with their t shirt halfway off their head. And children seem to have a habit of this because they're trying really hard to move their bodies and to take their t shirt off correctly. But what tends to happen is that they just end up moving around and not getting their t shirt off. So, by putting two hands firmly on a child's hips, what you do is you give them a sense of grounding, you help them know where their body is a bit more, you help stabilise their core and those tummy muscles, and then they can focus on what they really need to do, which is to pull their t-shirt over their head. Things like socks um, are tricky to pull off, but again, encouraging the use of that thumb, encouraging children to pinch with their thumb and to pull it over their ankle, helps them to then get it off the rest of their foot. One of the questions I often get asked is about how do I teach my child to put on their shoes and coat. Well the other day I was doing an assessment of a child and I asked to see how he put on his jacket and he was trying really really hard to do it and it was you know really difficult for him and I was saying well don't worry like maybe your your teacher could help you um to show me and actually (laughs) the poor boy had a jacket which the zip was broken on so no wonder he can actually do it up by himself. So you know hoping that our children have shoes and coats that do actually do up reasonably or relatively easily. Um, helping them with various strategies I'm sure you've come across at school. There's the one where children lay their coat on the floor and they have to um, put the they face the hood and then they put their head in the hood and they put their arms in they can flick it over the top of their head that helps children put coats on things with shoes you can put a sticker or a dot on the inside of both of the shoes so that children know which way round to put them on so they have to match the dot to make sure that their shoes are in the correct position again thumbs are really important with shoes also thinking about that stability thing if you're asking a child to put on their shoes and they're trying to stand up you know, in the middle of the living room and have nothing to hold on to, it's going to be quite difficult. Encouraging your child to perhaps sit against a wall, putting their foot in the middle of their body and having two hands either side of their foot can really help them to be able to put their shoes on. Another question that I get asked is how do I teach my children to put on their t-shirt and trousers? So again, this is one where backward chaining comes really in To its play. Really, starting off for a child and then seeing if they can finish it is the best way to help them to practice with things like t shirt and trousers. What you can do is, you may have discovered this already, start with more baggy items of clothing and slightly bigger ones. When I'm in clinic, I often actually practice dressing um, with things like messy play, where I get a child to see if they can put one of my t-shirts on over the top of their t-shirt so that they don't get themselves too messy. Thinking about lots of different ways that you can practice dressing will help your child to be able to crack it a bit sooner. So thinking about... T-shirts, obviously you've got to get your t-shirt the right way around and and your trousers, so teaching children about labels and really having a look at that, you know, giving them the opportunity to look at the label, to see what happens when they put it on the wrong way, have a look in the mirror, using a mirror so children can start to learn what it looks like if it's not the right way around or how it feels if it's not the right way around can also help. Um, particularly things like encouraging again encouraging those pinchy fingers to help with putting t-shirts on but thinking about the order that you do it in so helping children to gather up the t-shirt so that they've got their fingers and hands around the head hole putting their head in first and then putting one arm in and then putting the next arm in can help them to be able to put their t-shirt on so the other question I get asked is about the more complicated things of dressing like buttons and poppers and laces obviously that's getting into you know a much harder territory and the key thing with buttons is pinching and posting so this is where pinchy fingers are even more important here because obviously buttons are much smaller so practicing any kind of task where children get to practice their pincer grip so Often um, food is quite motivating for children, so you can do things like giving them raisins for a snack or Cheerios, something that they have to pick up with two of their fingers that can help them with practising buttons. And then any kind of posting games, because buttons essentially is posting, posting something through a slot. So if you're starting right at the beginning, you'd start with posting games, then you can do things like you could attach a button onto the end of a ribbon and cut some slits in the middle of pieces of felt and see if your child can thread all the bits of felt onto their ribbon. Any kind of threading games as well they're similar similar kind of idea to being able to post something through a hole so when you get to actually practicing buttons in person bigger buttons are much easier so start practicing with bigger buttons start practicing you know at the table or on a doll rather than on the child like on their own cardigan if because that will be much easier and then teaching them to pinch the button to post it through the hole to pinch it the other side pinch the fabric so that they have something to pull against and then to pull. It's actually quite complicated, takes quite a lot of steps. Um, But again, if you can, using backward chaining, so showing the child how you pinch and post can be really helpful. Things like poppers require actually quite a lot of strength, hand strength. So any kind of hand strengthening games, things like Playing with water pistols or squeezing sponges or again anything practicing those pinchy fingers can help with the strength to be able to do poppers and just helping the child think about the the actual concept of that they have to be able to feel the butt the popper sorry on the bottom of their thumb and feel the popper on the top of their finger as well. Laces. Laces is one that I practice a lot with children in clinic, which is lots of fun. Um, in terms of laces, the easiest way to learn laces is to use two different coloured laces so that you can really see what the different laces are doing and how to tie the knot. And then to to try and learn the method. So the thing that I find easiest is to teach children how to cross their laces over and then to look at which colour is on top. So if I have a blue and a green lace and the blue one is on top, the blue lace has to go over the green lace and through the gap at the bottom of like an X shape, like X marks the spot. And that's how I t- teach children to tie a knot if children are particularly struggling with learning laces, what you can do is a two-loop method where you tie the two loops together into a knot rather than the method where you, you loop the lace around the loop that you already have. The thing with the two-loop method is that children are then following the same pattern. They're tying a knot twice, which can be easier for some children who find motor planning difficult. Uh, things like socks and tights is also something that I'm often asked about. I have a really method that children seem to generally enjoy about turning their socks and tights over is to see if they can make a monster and to get their hand all the way to the bottom so they have to get their their munching fingers all the way to the bottom of their socks all the way to the bottom of their tights and then grab on as hard as they can and then um, pull with their other hands so that the tights or the socks turn the other way around. And then also, again, it's all about those pinchy fingers. So to gather up those socks and tights before they try and put them on their feet is always going to be much easier for them. So helping them get to a point where they've got those monster munches all the way to the bottom of their socks and tights, so all the way to the toe, so that they're holding on to all of the material, and then pull that as far as they can along their foot before they start to pull them up. So the last question is about helping children with faster dressing and paying attention. There are just a few strategies here. Things like making sure that you have an order, like we talked about at the beginning, but you can create a dressing chart. So have things that your child ticks off as they get dressed or some kind of, um, you know, easy reward at the end of dressing, they get two minutes of playing with bubbles, something like that. Sometimes it can help children to have a timer or a time limit so that they know when the end of dressing is. So you can try using a sand timer and see if they can get dressed by the end of the sand timer. Sometimes that can be enough of a motivation. So hopefully those were some helpful ideas for you. The key things to remember with dressing are to try backward chaining, to have a dressing routine. And just Thank you for practice. listening to the Growing Hope podcast. To find out more about Growing Hope or to sign up to our monthly newsletter, go to our website growinghope.org.uk.